Welcome to Happy Hill, the podcast. We deliver meaningful content to grow your faith, well-being, and lifestyle. Hey, neighbor, I'm your favorite neighbor, Jay Murray, lifestyle coach, inspiring others to develop self-worth through leadership applications that will enable them to live in purpose. Welcome to the neighborhood. Happy Hill, the podcast. Welcome back to Happy Hill, the podcast. I'm your favorite neighbor, Jay Murray. And today's guest empowers thousands of people to leave, lead a functional fit life through education, encouragement, and community. He models his work based on the five Fs, family, fitness, family, finance, faith, with the overarching roof of fun. He's built a rock solid foundation of health. Uh, I guess today's award-winning writer, executive producer, performance coach, certified lifestyle mentor. He's a dad. He's a husband. He's an entrepreneur. Please welcome to Happy Hill, the podcast, Mr. Di Manuel. How you thank doing? You, How you, you doing? Oh, well, you know what? I, I uh, was thinking about it the other day and it was like, holy smokes, how many times did I cancel on Jay? I canceled a few <laughs> times and rescheduled and, and then, you know, to get on and then hear that you're just coming off of a cold too. So I was like, oh, it seems to have been that season, but it just means it was all meant to be to this yes. culminating moment. And that's yes. why I, I've been looking forward to this so much. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to be here to connect with you, but also your audiences. Anybody that's watching or, or listening to this, get ready. Buckle up. We're going to have some yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, 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 you really, you have an amazing story, man. Um, yeah. I'm just kind of like when really waking up. And, and, and really kind of being going through a transformation, you know, really examining things that you were putting in your body, what you was going after, your values. So I, I wanted to kind of start there a little bit, allow that to be our backdrop. Again, as we talk about leadership and, and just kind of really use that as a springboard to kind of talk about different things that you done around your development, around your leadership journey and how you, you, you help help others. But with that said, tell us a little bit about your, your background and your story around your transformation. Wow. Well, thanks. Okay. Yeah. So I guess, well, uh, yeah, let's get some context to this conversation. And uh, yeah. I know we all have great origin stories because everybody's got one. Everyone's got yeah. one. And in fact, we might have multiple origin stories because I, I, <laughs> I find that every time we start a new chapter, it's just another beginning, you know, yeah. and, and uh, we're always just building on what we did before. <laughs> yeah, well, at least yeah. that's the intention, right? And, uh, um, you know, I'm no different. I, I'm just like that. I've, I've had lots of experiences in my 45 years on this planet. And uh, as I stare down the barrel of the gun in my 46 years just on the horizon, uh, I, I find myself often reflecting yeah. and, and introspecting, you know, about mm -hmm. what's brought me to where I am. Why do I believe what I believe? Why do I do what I do? And why do some have it stick and other ones don't? Because, yeah. you know, it all, we, we do. We all question that, don't we? At some point in time, we just can't ignore it, that our actions yes. and our choices ultimately have brought us to where we are. So if we don't like where we are, we got to look back to say, well, yeah. what were the decisions that brought me here? Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And when I think about mine, you know, I, I being someone that's been working professionally, all right, professionally in the health and fitness space for no joke, 28 years. Wow. Like, 
that's like longer than you've been alive, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, almost, almost. <laughs> well, you look really young. So either way, take it as a compliment. But <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. But but seriously, like that's how long I've been working professionally since the age of seventeen. I've been supporting people with health and lifestyle shifts, changes. Mm. But like most of us, when you think back to what got us started in the first place, yeah, we sort of have to fall back on some of the teachings of Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. You know, and what's the hero's journey? Well, the hero's journey is this idea that we're all basically a product of our experiences, but it's the experiences that we find ourselves on and the people that we meet through those experiences that often shape who we are now and who we're becoming. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if I think back to my hero's journey, this this big overcoming of something that for me was huge. Yeah. Because that, that's what often happens in every epic story, right? We have yeah. a protagonist yeah. and we're all the protagonists in our own lives. We're the leads. Yeah. And then we navigate our lives trying to achieve something. <laughs> and on that path, it's very rarely ever a straight line, right? Yeah. It's totally. it's never a to b to c to d it just doesn't work mm-hmm. that way i mean i wish it did that'd be really easy like that'd be awesome but that's just life this dynamic is changing right uh-huh um so let me just give you a little backstory here you know when i was 15 i remember the doctor pulling my mom aside at the doctor's office and the funny thing was, is like he steps outside the door, just in the little hallway outside of the door. So I was leaving me in there, sitting on the chair by myself. He pulls my mom aside, but he leaves the door open, right? Like the door's open mm-hmm. ajar. So I can hear everything they're saying. Yeah. And I'm sure it was done intentionally, right? <laughs> but regardless, he was going, Benny Ann, die is morbidly obese. Yeah. Now, you know, as a 14, almost 15 year old at that time, <laughs> I'll be honest. I didn't know what morbidly meant. And I didn't know what obese meant. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had no idea, but I was like, well, this doesn't sound good, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and sure enough, um, as I became aware of what that really meant, it, it just put a label on what I was already experiencing. Mm. Like, it, you know, it had been five years to get to that point, you know, from age yeah. nine to 14, it was my choices and my actions that brought me to that moment at the doctor's office. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I can't really blame anybody else or it was me. I did all yeah. those things. And, and, and you know, I, I learned to console myself and deal with the stress, the anxiety, the overwhelm of my life at that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm self-medicated with food, movies, yeah. video games. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to be a fitness professional or a doctor to know that you keep doing that day after day after day it doesn't usually lead to a really good place. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so there I was, you know, 15, almost 15 years old and, and uh, morbidly obese, feeling very depressed, withdrawn, uh, distant to not only myself, but also to people in my life. Mm -hmm. And, and that was my life. That was my predicament. And, uh, that's not a, not a happy place to be. Anybody that's dealing with any health challenges, especially chronic health problems, Mm -hmm. We know when we are in that place, it is all consuming, right? Yeah. Like it consumes all of our energy, consumes a lot of our time, consumes a lot of our focus. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it, it's really exhausting, yeah. you know? And uh, and the interesting thing is, is, you know, when I share this with people, I always see them nodding like, yeah, you're absolutely right. But yet agreeing with it and doing something about it are two very different two things. Different things. <laughs> two different things. Two different things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at 15, I, I made a decision. 
you know, and it was this one fateful morning. I, I, I was just feeling really low and, and I, you know, the best way to sort of equate it was I, I got to a place where I couldn't ignore it anymore. Mm. You, you know, like yeah. we, we all get pretty good at avoiding or ignoring exactly. the, yeah. Right. Like we, we just, we learned to tolerate. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. we mask and we tolerate like, yeah. you know, we, we often joke about, Oh, I got a really high pain threshold. Well, it's not just pain. We yeah. just have high thresholds to avoid. <laughs> and exactly. um, I couldn't avoid it anymore. You know, I, I really couldn't. And to, to be fair, based on my reflection and based on some other big challenges I've had to work through in my life, when I think back to this first real traumatic experience, it, it got down to a place where I was just more afraid of not changing mm -hmm. than the idea of changing. Mm. So I'm going to say that one more time because this is really the crux of it. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. really is. Like this is, you know, if anybody hears anything right now, this is what I want you to hear is that, you know, when you get to a place and you're more afraid of not changing mm -hmm. than of changing, you're probably ready for a change. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And uh, fortunately for me, I got to that place and I made a commitment to myself for the first time that I wanted to get healthy. Yeah. And yeah. I had no idea how to, <laughs> you know, I, I was like, that's what I want, but I don't know how to do it. Yeah. And yeah. so what I realized was I had to educate myself. I had to, to learn. I had to understand different ways of living life because what I'd been doing up to that point obviously was not producing the results I wanted. Exactly. And so I went to the library. I got books out on fitness and on nutrition and some mindset books. And my kids still, they, you know, it's like, dad, well, why just Google it. And I'm like, your dad is older than Google, if you can believe it. You know, like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I can't go to school, you know, like I went to the library. And uh -huh. uh, anyways, long, long and short of it, I, I educated myself. And I, I then started to do something very specific. And what that was for me was I started exercising every day. And for me, it wasn't super intense. I wasn't going to a gym. It was, I was going out for a bike ride every day. Yeah. Because yeah. I loved biking as a kid, mm -hmm. but it was also something that I could do privately. Yeah. I, like you got to understand that when I was at my, my, my worst, you know, when I was very overweight, very uh, depressed and withdrawn. I mean, there's no way I was stepping foot into a very public place with a lot of mirrors on the wall. Okay. Like there's just, mm -hmm. No, thank you. I'm not going to the gym. I like guess the surest way to get me to stop or prevent me from starting is put me into that kind of environment. So I, I can really empathize with where people are at when they feel that way. You know, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I started cycling. I started to eat a little bit differently. Uh -huh. And lo and behold, you know, sh sure enough, day after day after day of repeating and repeating and repeating. 20 months later, I, I released all my excess weight. I, I put on mm -hmm. some lean muscle mass. I, I basically completely changed my life. Yeah. And it wasn't like day one, day two, day three. It wasn't a matter. It was just me just every day. What can I do today that brings me a little bit closer to being healthy? Yeah. And then just taking action. And, and mm -hmm. that was it. But I, I learned a really valuable lesson through that two-year period of making those changes. And mm -hmm. one was anybody's ready to make a change when they decide they're ready to make a change. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. it's always on them. And, and it, it wasn't – no, you know, and my change didn't start until I owned that. And I made the decision mm -hmm. that I'm changing for me. Mm -hmm. And then you got to follow it up with action. Yeah. You know, you got to actually start doing something. And I'll tell you right now, a lot of times, especially when we're, we're, we're in that state of, of wanting to see such a big or drastic 
transformation. Mm-hmm. It's intimidating. It is scary. And to be quite frank, it, it's, it's not a short trip. <laughs> okay. No. It, it, it's usually an epic journey you're about to head on. Exactly. Exactly. I, I want to, um, so, something that you said that I, I would love yeah. to get your, your, your thoughts on for sure. And something that I, um, um, really understanding and getting a, a new level uh, mm-hmm. of, of, of this. And, and that is when you became motivated, right? Yes. Yeah. I had to believe there was a level of motivation there because you was right. now able to understand your why mm-hmm. to change, right? Sure. You, you was able to understand it. When did discipline take mm-hmm. over? <laughs> and, and what, and what I mean by that is, mm-hmm. and, and again, <laughs> hear me out on this family. Yeah. Motivation is not always going to get you there. Right. Motivation is only going to go so far. As mm-hmm. sooner or later, we're going to have to now switch it over. So how disciplined are you? Mm-hmm. So now you really are exhibiting the behaviors to really drive this type of outcome that you're looking for. Yes. Yes. You know. Hmm. Well, okay. There, there's a couple things here I can share. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people relate to what I'm about to say because um, motivation is in short supply. We only get so much of it every day, right? Yeah. Like there, there is. There's only so much. And once that energy is gone, it's gone. And, and mm-hmm. But if we think about our own lives and some of the things that we do or don't do and yeah. we find ourselves kicking ourselves like, why am I doing that or why am I not doing that? Well, <laughs> habits are really important. Right. Yeah. Uh, but but more than just habits, it, it's the place of getting it to where it becomes a ritual. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by ritual, it's it's really a lifestyle. Like it becomes something that our subconscious just does because it's just what we do. Yeah. However, there's no set amount of time that I could say, yeah, okay, you do this for X amount of days, it's gonna happen. It, it's like I wish it could work that way, you know, as much as some of the yeah, information about 10, 15 years ago started coming out all over the place because somebody had said a quote, oh, it takes 21 days to form a habit. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, it's very, it's wrong. Okay. Bottom line mm-hmm. is wrong. It's just because you can go and research that and you'll see that everybody's got a different date in mind. Yeah. And all that proves is that you're right. Change is possible, but yeah. there's no idea of actually how long it's going to take to form a new habit or turn that into a ritual or lifestyle. Like it's, but it shouldn't matter. And that's where I'm going with this because yeah. at the end of the day, the outcome that you're walking towards is an outcome that you're going to want to maintain for the rest of your life. So why does it matter if there's a start or a stop date? It's just do it, <laughs> you know, like yeah. just start doing it. Now that isn't important to recognize because when motivation isn't there, mm-hmm. we might have to rely on some discipline to do the thing that we know is so important to us that we want to do. And yet we just don't feel like we have the energy to do it. Yeah. But do it anyways. Yeah. But change how you do it. And what I mean by that is, yeah, every day I want to be active. Mm -hmm. But I'm not so prescriptive to say, well, if I can't go to the gym, I'm not going to work out. Yeah. Because a lot of people are. And that's where I was at one point. I was so perfectionist mindset wise. I was like, Mm -hmm. I can't do it exactly like this. Why bother doing it? It'll be a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not the case. You know, with health, just getting out for a walk for 30 minutes in the fresh air is good for you. You know, it is beneficial mm-hmm. and it's better than just sitting on a couch and watching a screen. Yeah. So yeah. the littlest bit of, of movement and activity can still allow you to get that check mark, make you feel proud and happy about yourself 
because when you're in that place, it's a lot easier to keep going. Yeah. 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 And it's our quality relationship with ourselves and our own body, but also what is it that we want to experience from a feeling standpoint? Mm. When you lock that in and really lock that in and where you start to experience that, that outcome it is, we know what's going to happen when we do certain things. Yeah. And it's often doing things that we'll never regret doing. Yeah. Yeah. Example. Just a great example. Like, I've never had a client message me and say, Di, you asked me to eat a big salad with some, you know, cedar plank salmon on it today for lunch. Well, it's two o'clock now. And I just want to let you know, I really regret eating that salad today. <laughs> I, I've never heard that, you know, and I've never uh-huh. had anybody say, hey, you know, you programmed that workout for me to do this morning. Well, I really regret doing the workout. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the case. We don't regret doing things that are good for us. We never regret that. In fact, mm-hmm. it's the opposite of regret. We feel pride. We feel proud. We yeah. feel accomplished. We feel on path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That is what we want. And we have to remind ourselves, you know, if I do this, I'm never going to regret doing it. But I know if I don't do it, mm-hmm. I will regret it. Yeah, so so powerful, so powerful. Happy of the podcast. I'm talking <laughs> with my man, Mr. Di Manuel. Um, I, I want to somewhat take us back a little bit. And, mm. and what I mean by that is just really pick out this this nugget that you talked about mm. around reflection. Sure. And yeah. again, we're talking about far as like leadership and mm. really thinking about it in the ways of using these common sense uh things and put them into practice like mm. really making ap- applications for for them when you think about reflection mm. how do you use reflection now mm. in your your journey to continue on to drive the success that you're looking for it's a really good question you know an excellent question and mm. you know reflection is, is interesting because i think we all do it anyways like yeah. subconsciously anyway. So, so it's a skill that we all already have. Yeah. But are we present to it? You know? Mm, and, and I yeah. think that's the piece. It's that proactive idea of, of creating space to be reflective. And, yeah. and that's why, you know, people that have a really strong or consistent journaling practice, yeah. they're reflecting all the time. All the time. Yeah. That's what journaling is. It's just a reflection, yeah. <laughs> a reflection Powerful. on your ideas, your beliefs, things that you've experienced. Like it's just, it's constant reflection and introspection. That's what journaling is. Yeah. Yeah. And through the process, we develop a lot of clarity. And the cool thing is when we start to get clearer, we feel more confident. Yeah. When we feel confident, we procrastinate less and we do more stuff. Okay. More so, stuff. yeah. Yeah. So reflection for me provides tremendous clarity. Yeah. Tremendous. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. there's going to be days where we're like, God, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. You know, or, I did this thing and that thing didn't produce the result I wanted. Why? What led yeah. up to that thing? You know, it's like leadership's a prime example of this. Mm-hmm. Leaders naturally have a good ability to reflect yeah. because it's how they improve. You have to be able to look at a situation from a 10,000 foot view, but then not be afraid to get down into the weeds as well. Exactly. And, and going from the exactly. macro to the micro, mm-hmm. it's a skill. It's a skill all of us can develop, but reflection allows us to remember, okay, last time I did this, this worked, this didn't, this worked well, but it could be better. The only way we can do that is with the reflection and actually noting what works, what's not, what can be improved, what can't be improved. You know, like it's, it's just a part of, of running a successful business, but also 
if you want to run a successful life, it's the same yeah. skill that you're going to want. Yeah. You know, yeah. relationships are a prime example of this. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> man, it would be really awful if we never grew in our relationships. It would. <laughs> you know, like, I, I also know, like, I've reflected a lot on certain conversations I've had with my wife. You know, obviously, yes. I've, it might have taken me a little while for some of those teachings to sink in and she will remind me as uh sometimes i repeat some of the things you know that maybe uh-huh. I, i'm uh-huh. trying to do less of but because i'm able to reflect on it and and it, it just it brings it so when we hear about mindfulness like we hear a lot about that today right like uh-huh. you can't help but go online and there's always you can hear people talking mental health and mindfulness and presence and but it's good it's a global conversation yeah and you know, this ability to be mindful and present in our own life is a skill where, where many of us are in short supply on. Okay. Like it's just, we're, we're challenged. Our attention is going elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. Because wherever our attention goes, right. Our energy flows as Mr. Tony mm. Robbins likes to remind us. Yeah. And, and so I actually don't think it, it, it's an energy problem that we have, but it's an attention problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what we're focusing our attention on. Yeah. And if so, if we're focusing it on Netflix, you know, if we're focusing on, you know, creeping or, or trolling people online, okay, like if mm-hmm. we're, it, it, we have to look at where's our energy going. Is that energy uh, going to have an ROI on it or is it just straight up expenditure here? You know, like, exactly. am I just yeah. wasting energy? Is this just an empty effort? Like, what is my reasoning for doing this? Yeah. And unless yeah. you're able to reflect, forget about it, you know? And yeah. um, because you don't learn or it's learning through trial and error, which is not the most efficient way to learn. OK. Mm-hmm. And uh, so back to the relationships concept, like it, it's important for you to deepen a connection with any individual in your life. You have to be able to reflect on past conversations, exactly. past interactions and, and really just get to know someone, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, and so it plays into every aspect of our lives, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, but if it doesn't. That's where there's opportunity to improve. Okay. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> journaling, uh, journaling's where it would go. But go ahead. Yeah, please. No, no, I, I, I agree. One, one thing that has been an eye opener for me and yeah. is using this practice and and really I try to stay committed to it is mm-hmm. write down three things went well today. Ah, write yeah. down three three things that didn't Sweet. go so well. You know, and yeah. and really allows you to. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things, the benefits. When we think about your return on your investment mm-hmm. around reflection is the level of self-awareness. Yes. The yes. level of self-awareness that you mm-hmm. now are able to have that, that, that then provides more clarity mm-hmm. on what areas that you want to improve in or what areas you want to continue to strengthen, you know, That's right. because when you go back to the, to the relationship, I, I want to touch on this a, a little bit is, so I, I've been married for, 15 years. Congratulations. Thank you. And one thing that when you think about relationships and being open to others and learning about them, connecting to them. Well, I didn't really start having a deeper relationship and connection with my wife Mm -hmm. until I was able to love on myself first. Oh man. Yeah. When I was able to really, yeah. Walk with myself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and spend some alone time, mm-hmm. you know, with, with myself, you know, and, and again, speak with, with, with God during, during, during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
it allowed me to get an understanding of myself <laughs> and to love myself, then allow others to love me as well. You know, yeah. oh. and 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 that part right there was so critical. And I, I want to touch on this because you you did a TED talk mm-hmm. around vulnerability. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I, I would I, just to kind of hear your thoughts around the power of vulnerability and how has that really helped you in your, your, your journey? <laughs> well, first of all, I, I love your practice. You know, that, that the idea, like, it, can I just ask you a question on that? Do you, do you tend to do that first thing in the morning? Or do you do it at the end of the day? I do at the end of the day. Yeah. That's, that's what I do too. It's usually yeah. like my, my, when the last things I do while I put my head on my pillow, you know, is that sort yeah. of quick recap of the day, but it's also nice to, to end on a positive, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's really good. I, I, I love that. And I think, you know, anybody that's listening or watching, you know, like that's if you just implement this one strategy that you just shared, like, honestly, like you'll see changes in as little as seven days. Like it's that it's that quick. You know? It's that quick. And it is that quick. It really is. And uh, but to be fair, a lot of the things that we're talking about today, they can have that kind of a significant impact very quickly. Yeah. And it, the thing is, is it's not like it's a huge energy expenditure to do the things we're talking about, but it does require a little discipline. A little bit of commitment, but a whole lot of consistency because it doesn't really benefit you unless you're doing it consistently, you know? Um, So back to this vulnerability thing, Mm -hmm. like vulnerability is, it really comes down to our relationship with the word, you know, because I I think if I relied, if I only relied on what I believed the definition of vulnerability to be, the TED talk would have never happened. You know, I'd, I'd also be in a very different place than where I am today. Mm-hmm. And because I used to believe that that term was a, a very negative thing and something to be avoided. Yeah. You know, my understanding yeah. was vulnerability means weakness, means opportunity to take advantage, opportunity yeah. to hurt, to maim, to kill. Right. Yeah. Like, and obviously getting a bit extreme there, but that, that was my understanding with the word. It was uh-huh. like something to be avoided. And when I think back, you know, when I was started to, to, to understand maybe a, a different way of you know, relating to that word. Yeah. And I had to start to get a better understanding of that. And, and, and let me just sort of back it up here. Like um, it's, it's just over 12 years ago, you know, that, that, that fateful morning, which was really mm. the, the, the inspiration and the catalyst for all the changes that I've experienced over the last 12 years started yeah. 12 years ago. And, you know, I, I, Unlike when I was a kid, you know, this doesn't make sense because all of you now know I was morbidly obese as a teen. And <laughs> I, I learned to manage my emotions yeah. and to, to to distract myself by eating certain foods and doing certain pastimes like video games and and uh, movies. Like that's dopamine, right? And eating certain yeah. foods provided me certain energy response. So like mm-hmm. it, it was mm-hmm. I was experiencing certain feelings by doing those actions. Yeah. And for me, it was a positive feeling. Mm-hmm. As, as short as it may be, it was still a positive feeling. So I would do it and do it more to maintain the feeling. And the thing was, once I got healthy and I stopped doing some of those things, you would think that everything would change and maybe I would figure out other healthy ways of doing things. Well, problem was I never really learned how to deal with my stress, my anxiety, the overwhelm, managing that stress because I really didn't understand or even appreciate what the idea of mental health was. Yeah, yeah. As a result, <laughs> I went from doing all those things and then I was introduced to alcohol and I was like, "Woo, 
this works really well. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, like yeah. I can drink this and be somebody completely different. My social anxiety goes out the window if I have a few drinks. I can talk mm -hmm. to anybody. I can mm -hmm. be somebody different. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can be seen and perceived as somebody different. And this was a very slippery slope because that became my new way of dealing with that. Mm -hmm. And the problem is with that, it compounds not usually in a very positive way over time. Yeah. And for me, you know, my, my wife and I, we met in my mid twenties, we had our first kids, you know, we had our kids young. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, that first 10 years of our life, that was sort of how I functioned, you know, it'd be like, I'd be a great dad, very present, mm -hmm. but then I'd have these days where I would ghost and check out and, and go off the deep end, you know, and sometimes not come home at night, like yeah. completely out of character for who I believed I was. Yeah which yeah. creates imposter syndrome, creates a lot of negative thinking, negative self-beliefs. Like this is just a, I, I'm not painting a very pretty picture right now. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, yeah. But that, that was just my life. But here on the flip side, you know, our company was scaling to, to eight figures a year. I uh, mm -hmm. had a lot of great accolades coming my way based on the things that I was doing online and offline. You know, my family was beautiful. They were healthy, you know, like from the outside looking in, everybody would have believed, wow. He's got his shit together. Yeah, yeah. But I can tell you right now, I didn't have it together. No, in fact, all I was was standing in it, okay? Mm. <laughs> and, and, uh, but I was very good at masking it. Yeah, until yeah. I, until I couldn't anymore. And uh, I remember there was one morning that my wife was, well, she was talking to me about what life was going to look like us living apart from one another and, and you know, co-parenting our kids. Yeah. Because she had said to me, you know, in that moment, you know, this is not a healthy environment to raise our girls in. To give you some context, my kids were four and six at this time, my two daughters. Yeah. And uh, and this was the hardest part. Like, I, I've worked in sales for over 20 years, okay? I'm pretty good at handling objections. But I realized I had nothing. I could not rebut her. I couldn't offer a different idea. I couldn't, yeah. like... I, I had no justification to justify or to defend how I was being. And that was the moment where I was like, oh my gosh, what have I done to my life? You know, mm -hmm. like, what am I doing right now? Yeah. Because all of a sudden it was very real, very present and very in focus that if I don't do some changes right now, I'm going to lose these three most important women in my life. Mm -hmm. And it was in that moment I made a commitment to, to, to my wife, to my kids, yeah. but more importantly to myself, to go one year without alcohol. All right. And now that mm -hmm. one year, it doesn't sound like a big deal. Okay. It's like one year. Okay. Whatever. You're 45 now. That's not a big deal. And like, okay. At the time when I'm in my early 30s, I started drinking at around 17. Wow. The longest I'd ever done in those 15 years between 17 and 32 was about a 30 day run. You know, I've done like the sober Januarys or sober November. Like I've, I've done <laughs> yeah. little stints of like 30 days, but I never committed to something that long ever in those 15 yeah. years. So it was daunting. It was a big commitment, but it was what I feel I needed to do. Yeah. And then it got messy, <laughs> right? Everybody thinks, oh, well then by that point, everything should get better. Yeah. It, didn't. it got messier. Yeah. And it was because I didn't know how to deal with all those feelings. Mm. I didn't know how to deal with the stress, the anxiety, the overwhelm, the struggle with the juggle that is life. Yeah. I had yeah. no idea how to deal with any of that stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, and inside, all I kept thinking was, God, I just need to have a drink. It'll all be good. And, you know, and I'm like, I can't do that. I just said a year ago. <laughs> and uh, 
So I, I basically fumbled my way through the first three months. Mm-hmm. And I, I started questioning and changing a lot of my social interactions because I realized yeah. my sphere of influence, the people I was connected to, the people that were feeding into who I was, you know, beliefs, actions, words, like all that stuff. They were people that I learned to just function with mm-hmm. alcohol with, you know, and, and yeah. they, they too were doing the same. And yeah. and so I knew I needed to change my association. So I started making those changes. But here's what happened. Mm-hmm. My wife and I finally had a real conversation. This is kind of funny, right? We're going into like almost just over a decade of being together. And it, I was finally about ready to have a real conversation. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I remember we sat down on this couch one night. And I, I shared with her how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. I felt alone. I felt unclear about who I was and what my future yeah. was. I didn't know why I was here. Like, you know, I just, I let it all out. Mm-hmm. I got vulnerable yeah. and I got raw and real with yeah. the person that is the most important person in my life. Nobody mm-hmm. knows me better and nobody ever will know me as well as she does. Yeah. And finally yeah. I was able to just open up and be real with her. Yeah. It was in that moment. It was scary. It was hard. It was not an easy conversation. Easy for me to open up about that stuff because mm-hmm. up until that point, the last 32 years, everything that was modeled to me was don't cry because men don't cry. Exactly. You know, don't talk about this stuff. You know, suck it up, buttercup. Like all the cliches, right? That, yeah. that, that was me believing I'm an alpha male. This is how you got to be. Mm-hmm. You know, be stoic, be stern. Yeah. The only emotion you show is you laugh. Or you yell, <laughs> you know, yeah. like <laughs> those are the ones that you can do. And uh, anything beyond that, nope, no room for mm-hmm. it. And um, the way she looked at me, like, like it, the way she looked at me was like she understood me. She empathized. Yeah. But I could tell in her eyes that there was so much love and understanding in that moment. And we were so connected. I all of a sudden didn't realize that it wasn't just my burden to carry. Yeah. You know, and, and oh, man, in, in that moment where, because up until that point, I believed I was on my own. You know, I mm-hmm. was going to have to work through this problem myself. I'm a man. I'm going to challenge myself. I can do this. I'm strong. I'm, you know, like yeah. just trying to convince myself that I can do this on my own without telling anybody about it. And it was in that moment I realized I needed to ask for help. Okay. Yeah. And that's what Ooh. vulnerability is, is being able yeah. to open up, be vulnerable, ask for help to create deeper connection and understanding with others and to actually show that we're just all human beings, all trying to do our best. And you know what? The next guy and gal, they're going to put their hands up and they're going to say me too. Cause that's what started happening with me. And I realized I'm not alone here. I am thinking I'm the only guy that's dealing with this problem. Yeah. And in fact, there's lots of us out there. Just a yeah. ton of us. And yeah. so that's what started my relationship with vulnerability. I had to reconnect with the idea and learn to trust me, myself, to be vulnerable and not feel that like I was going to be taken advantage of or seen as less than. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's so, it's yeah. it's a level of I I kind of see it as a, a level of nakedness. Mm. You know. Mm. You know where where you fully expose yourself. Yeah. And and I I say this, you know, definitely family um, those are just getting married or about to get married. The person that you say I do to, <laughs> that's not the person that you're going to marry. That's right. Happy family. The person that you say I do to is not the person that you're going to marry, that you're going to live well this said. life with. Right. That's right. That's because right. 
day by day, you may start to see little things being exposed to. But it will come a day in which I think in that pain is so much joy because it's almost like a beautiful struggle, you know, to mm -hmm. where you're able to see each other in their full nakedness, right? Yes. You see you see my past, my how I was brought, brought up. Yeah. You, you see my, my frustration. And as men, you see my my insecurities, mm. right? That I mm -hmm. that I have to your point have gotten mm -hmm. used to and conditioned myself to mask, yeah. you know, and you you see my in, my insecurities and I think those moments there, man, it's just such like as I see you talk mm -hmm. about it, it's almost like you you kind of almost, and I don't believe in falling in love, but at that moment you grew in love, like you yeah. you, like you grew an inch taller. That's you know right, yeah, yeah. Like it's, said it's like yeah. it's just you 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 can't, and yeah. those moments there are just. Is 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 those deep connections, you know, That's right. uh, that you have, man. That is just, uh, it's beautiful, man. It's it's beautiful. Thank and, you. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it's really um, it's it's good. It's good to see other men talk yeah. about about that, um, and which, like you say, you represent that in mm -hmm. in what you model, man. And uh, I know yes. you 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 wrote a book. Um, <laughs> Which I got it, family. Go get this book. I don't know if you can see it, but the light kind of may blare off of it. <laughs> but go get this book, The Whole Life Fitness Manifesto. Uh, thank you. Um, die just quickly, man. What do you want people to walk away when, when they when they read this? You know, well, there's a couple things. And yeah. uh, but I think the main thing. Uh, listen, I, I realized going through all these changes in my own life that. Yeah. Yeah, change is not easy. It's yeah. not. But but every time it's been worth it. You know, and it's, and it's trying to remind ourselves that change is a good thing. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's always a good thing, but it is a good thing. A lot of the times it is because we can always see the silver lining, right? If we want to. We can be more yeah. growth mindset versus fixed mindset. We can try mm -hmm. to see the positive, the lessons, the learnings, the growth opportunity rather than just think about the negative, right? And yeah. Yeah. I'm not here to say be naive, be ignorant and be, you know, foolish. Like I, I like, but be able to reason through and recognize that there are good things, no matter every bad situation, <laughs> because it does help me navigate things a little bit more healthily, you know, with more positivity, like, because even then the struggles, the challenges don't feel as, as, as daunting, you know, when I attack it with a more positive outlook, yeah. case in point, anybody that's ever, <clears throat> Well, look at laughing gas, right? What is that? Well, we go to the dentist, it's going to drill our tooth and they give you some of that nitrous oxide. It makes you laugh a little bit of giddy. Reason being, it, it numbs your pain sensors, mm -hmm. right? Well, isn't that funny? We feel less pain when we're actually happy. Like, yeah. hmm, maybe there's a correlation here. Maybe I should work on being happier, you know? And yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. A lot of us just don't know what to do, how to do it, when to do it, what to do, let alone why. Are they choosing to do it? Yeah. And after being in the health and fitness space, like I said, for over a quarter of a century, I've seen a lot of reasons why people justify their inability to be healthy, to live healthy. And most of the time, it's just excuses. And I, I hate to say that because some people will think, well, I'm being mean or I'm calling them out. And I'm like, well, no, but I, I will hold people accountable to things that they've yeah. said. Yeah. No one tells me, guy, I really want to be unhealthy. I've never heard anybody say that to me. <laughs> like I, I haven't I, I've never heard someone say you know what yeah. I'm happy being unhealthy 
So I don't want to change. I've that's I've never heard that ever. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you watch me some you know smart ass that's gonna message us and be like, I'm happy being unhealthy, you know. And I'm like, oh, no, you don't. I call bull. No, you- <laughs> like, you know, it's just you being cheeky. But no, but seriously, like if we had a choice, we're not gonna choose to be unhealthy. We're not gonna choose to be unhappy. And yet we do though a lot of the times in our actions yeah. and what we do and what we show up and then we beat ourselves up about it. And then we just, it's this endless loop. And mm-hmm. what I want to let people know is that there's a solution always in front of you. And it's not something that you have to navigate on your own because there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. Yeah. And it's often just a choice. Yeah. And as I always say to people, you know, when within our community, yeah, you might work out on your own, but you're never alone. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this whole life fitness manifesto just simply gives people a, 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 a it's quite frankly, it's a bulletproof system. And I know it sounds like almost over embellished when I say that, but I mean, I've had thousands of people go through this, including myself and others. And uh, listen, it, it's a simple 28 day commitment to prioritize mm. ourselves for 2% of every day. Let me do the math for you. 2% of 24 hours is 30 minutes. So if you can prioritize 2% of every 24 hours for your own personal self-care, I give you a protocol that works yeah. 15 yeah. minutes of movement with purpose, five minutes of mindful meditation, 10 minutes of personal development. That's 30 minutes. You compound that over 28 days. Your life is different. It just yeah. is. It's different. Are you at the end destination? No, because are we ever at the end destination? Probably not, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but it yeah. gets you started. Yes. And that is where most people need help is just getting started. And so mm-hmm. that is what I want people to take away when they get a copy of the book. You've got a starting point. And I'll often have people say, is this all I'm going to have to do? I'm like, no. (laughs) Starting point. It's the minimum that you deserve for yourself. Yeah. You know, it's the minimum effective dose that you Uh need to see your body, your mind, and spirit start to improve, to shift your worldly perspective so your belief in yourself starts to build. Clarity, confidence breeds action. That's the purpose of the book. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it, man. Tell us a little bit, um, some of your own social media handles where where people can get in contact with you. Well, thanks. Uh, You know, the cool thing, you know, now I think of it as being cool, but I'll tell you when I was a kid, the name Di Manuel sounds so weird, foreign. (laughs) And to be honest, most people never spell it right. (laughs) So, but then the Google came out in search Uh engines and I, all of a sudden I was like, wow, it's really cool having a unique name, you know, it's like <laughs> a lot easier to find me. So in a way I say my parents were visionaries, right? Um, but uh, that's just, again, my growth mindset versus fixed mindset, right? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but Di Manuel, D-A-I, and then my last name, Manuel, um, I'm most active on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And if you can type in my name or anything close to it, you'll find me. And just shoot me a message. Be like, hey, you know what? This is what I'm doing to be happier in life today or whatever. And and my blog's got about 1,800 articles on it. I've been mm-hmm. blogging for 15 years. And it's just information to help people get out of their own way. That's all. That's good. You know, help them so they get the, to live the best life that they want to live and continue to do so. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm always keen to have these types of conversations. And I got to say, thank you so much for this opportunity, but also for creating up space like this for these types of conversations to happen. Yeah. The world needs more of this. So yeah. please keep going. And, and if there's anything I can do to support you, the community, and, and continue to help you fulfill this mission to impact lives everywhere, um, I'm here. I'm part of the community. I'm part of your tribe. I'm, I'm, I'm in, man. You tell me where you need me and I'll be there. 
Uh, you, you, you are now officially a neighbor. You're now officially a neighbor here in Happy Hood. Uh, yeah. I want to thank my, my guest, Di Manuel, for being on the Happy Hood the podcast and um, happy family. Hey, know that you were created for greatness. So no matter what life brings you, always love God, love self, love your neighbor. I'm your favorite neighbor, Jay Murray. Until next time, be blessed.